We've all imagined them, or maybe even seen them on TV or in a movie. Epic conquests that test your outermost limits and change what you believe is possible. Maybe it's crossing an Ironman finish line or finishing 100 miles through the Rocky Mountains. But with work and family and bills, those often seem out of reach for the average guy. Or maybe they're just reserved for the lucky ones who train for a living or have less on their plates. Well, we're just not willing to accept that. Yes, we have jobs and wives and kids, and we certainly aren't pro athletes. We're just average dudes, rejecting an average life. This is the 3OK Runners Podcast. Welcome back to the 3OK Runners Podcast. This is Jeff, joined by Chief and Brother Jared. This is episode number 42, and we are going to revisit the Flower Moon and talk about the approaching summer. And we are now under 100 days until Leadville. So I'm excited about almost all of that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to hear about your guys' race. Uh, I know I showed up that morning to see you off. I thought, well... Which was awesome. Well, if I can't run it, I need to at least be there and... I know that like Christy and everybody was like, what are you doing here so early in the morning, you know? And, but I wanted to at least, you know, show my support for you guys. And I think it was more reflective of how guilty you felt, you know, (laughs) getting us into the race and then bailing on us. Uh, At least it was an easy race, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know when I left that morning and I went back to, uh, to Perry for the, my nephew's graduation situation, I was like, well, I'm going to go for a run real quick. And I went out for like three miles and it was so hot and it was humid and I was just drenched in sweat. It was a no t-shirt run uh, <laughs> for that reason. And I thought, man, today is going to be tough. It is going to be a really hard day. And I really kind of, uh, as I had mentioned to you earlier, I kind of put it in the same box as that 50 mile we did in Perry. Uh, when it was just so brutally hot and humid and you couldn't hardly breathe. And I, it was really a lot of the same conditions. And I thought, man, today's is about as tough as it's going to get in Oklahoma heat for sure. Kind of a preview of what's, you know, the climate we're fixing to enter into here running in Oklahoma. Um, it's always tough. It's it quickly turns to the time of year where if you're not running, it, before the sun's coming up and done before the sun's coming up, you're in for a rough day. Yeah, I think June is the toughest time. It's, you know, in July and August, it tends to get hot and at least a little more dry. And so you just have that hot wind blowing on you. But in June, it's not dry yet. Yeah. All the trees and the grass is going crazy. It's humid and the heat starts to creep up there. And it makes... um you know, honestly, everything more difficult. So no matter what you're trying to do with your run, whether you're trying to, you know, succeed at a faster, you know, shorter uh, distance, or you're trying to put in some miles, it makes it very difficult to control your part uh, dealing with the environment. Yeah. So let's just kick it off and ask those questions. Like we'll start with Jared. Like how did, how did your race go? Like kind of explain start to finish like the beginning i saw you guys obviously take off from the starting line but after that i didn't see you guys anymore and we looked good at that point right yeah you look great high fives around <laughs> fist bumps. everybody was in the up and up you know uh yeah so we had a good first lap jeff and i ran together um actually the entire time that i was in the race which wasn't that long um jeff and i were together um and we hooked up with another group of runners and uh and I thought had a pretty decent first lap. Um, I've been, you know, since for the last couple of weeks, we've been on runs and I've been talking to you guys about my heart rate on my watch and see, and you know, I had, my coach had actually asked me if my heart rate monitor on my watch was working after the marathon. Um, he said, is your heart rate monitor messed up or did you really run in zone five for 90% of the run? <laughs> and so I had kind of, concluded that my heart rate monitors messed up um well, it has to be because i have the same watch and remember to start a leadville yeah i was like dude my heart rate is not 180 
Yeah. Right? Like I don't feel like I'm in 180 beats per minute. Right? And that's and so usually if I'm running, even if I'm running what I would consider my normal pace, so not trying to run hard or anything, um, my heart rate monitor is showing at a minimum 160. Mm-hmm. And so it's usually between 160 and 180 with like very little effort. And so I had concluded, obviously that can't be right. Um, well, you know, we start off this run on Saturday and I'm thinking, okay, I'm running 50 miles. So better not be at 180. And, uh, <laughs> and so I paid really close attention to that and my heart rate. And I, I said it to Jeff a few times, my heart rate was staying below 140. Mm-hmm. So I was in like kind of the high one thirties, um, which if, if it is wrong, you know, it's even lower than that, I think in real life. But even if it's not wrong, I was like, okay, this, this looks better. Um, so anyway, we had a, we had a decent first lap. It was a tough trail. Um, it was a pretty rough trail, a lot of rocky areas. Um, and so, you know, kind of one of those trails that was really going to beat your feet up pretty good. Um, but we ran pretty nice and easy, um, through the first loop, um, and then started our second loop. Uh, how long did the first loop take us, Jeff? Um, so we were... Remember, we were with the group, and they were trying to do um, eleven to fourteen minute miles, and that they were trying to do a three hours in at three hours. And I think we, yeah. I think we pulled in at like three oh six or yeah. something like that. So th- roughly three hours. Well, and and, and the we first loop was thirteen miles, and we didn't run through when we came up to kind of the the aid right. station. Right, we, we didn't, didn't run through. Start we didn't finish run yet. through the start finish and then go do our aid station. So we went and kind of did all that, and then ran through it when we started the next loop. Yeah. Um, and so I bet we were close to right at three hours, Mm -hmm. um, for that first loop. And, and I felt okay. I mean, I, I felt okay. It was definitely hot. You were already absolutely drenched. Um, you know, it's, if, if you, if any of you run in humid conditions, you know, it's like you step out there and the air is hugging you and there's no way to get away from it. Um, And so, you know, just absolutely drenched off the, off the bat, but, um, but otherwise fine. At the start of the second loop, there's an area where you got to run pretty consistently, um, for a couple miles in a row before you really got into the up and down trails that, that turned you into some hiking areas. Um, and so Jeff and I ran that. And at that point I had kind of started to complain to Jeff that my my lower back was stiff and I was trying to like stand up straight and kind of get it stretched out. And, um, and it was the same thing that happened or was happening late in the McMurtry run. Um, or I don't know how, I can't remember how late, but it's, it was late. It was in like my mind it feels already late. turned back, um, right before that, distant aid station. Yeah. It was late in yeah. that run too. And so, um, so anyway, it was, it, and it was kind of the same thing. It's just like uh, sort of across the lower, I would say above my waistline across my lower back. And it just feels like tight. Like it forces me to sort of lean forward. And it's like, you, you feel like you need to, you know, like pull your chest up and like try to arch your back to get it stretched out. Um, but it's, but it's not like a painful feeling. It's just like stiff. Um, so anyway, I just kind of started to complain, um, to Jeff about that. We sort of ran that area and then got into the trails where we're going up and down and coming down one of the, uh, trails, I sort of just clipped a rock with like the bottom of my sole of my shoe, not a, did I, I didn't really like trip. Um, just kind of clipped it and it, and I took a awkward step and, um, and then when I took an awkward step, it made me try to kind of catch myself, um, which I did and I did not fall, but I did it and it sort of felt like something's not, something's painful in my back. Um, and so anyway, we sort of kind of stretched it out a little bit, kept walking a little bit, um. And it was, I would get like when I had to step up onto a ledge or step off of a ledge down, there was like this kind of point where either lifting my leg or putting it down, 
where I had to pass through this area that felt like where you come up to it, it's like, oh, this is going to hurt, this is going to hurt. And then you do it and it kind of hurts, but then it's gone. Um, and so there was this area that was painful moving my legs up or down. Um, so anyway, I, I told, I let Jeff kind of go on, kept walking, um, and kept kind of seeing like, is this, is this something that needs to get stretched out? Is this what's going on? Um, and honestly, I don't know what's going on. Um, I walked to the next aid station, which wasn't that far away. It was maybe a mile. Maybe. Maybe less. Yeah, maybe less. It it may have been less than a mile from, from where this happened. Walked to the next aid station, kind of sat down there, stretched out, um, and was just sort of feeling out, you know, where I'm at, um, body wise. And at that point felt like it was getting worse, not better. Um, and was more painful than stiffness, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like there was a, um, there was maybe like a sharpness to it versus a stiffness. Um, and so anyway, I stayed at that aid station for maybe five or 10 minutes, um, and decided at that point, I'm not going to slog. Where were we at? 15 miles, maybe. Yeah. A little, little past that. Probably 13 is 13 on the first loop and then four and change to the aid station. Okay. So roughly 17, 18. So I'm in early in this thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, I'm not going to do like what I did for the last mile. I'm not going to do that to the end of this race. Um, primarily, like, honestly, my thought at that point was if I'm hurt in some way and then slog through more miles of this, am I going to be out longer and I can't afford to take time off right now? That was kind of the thought process that was happening. Now, you know, what was driving that thought process? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Because at that point of the day, you could already see this is going to be a freaking rough day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so there's, there's kind of that context of, well, it's already, this is going to be 30 and the sun has now, so the clouds are gone. Now the sun had just come out cause we it was cloudy. Our first lap and yeah, it was going to be a tough day. Kind of yeah. like live to fight another day. Kind of. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, there's, I, I mean, certainly here's what I was thinking. I, I don't have, I deal with some like stiffness and soreness in my lower back. I have, I have an old back injury that does not, it manifests itself now as just stiffness and soreness when I overexert myself. So normally like the day after one of our runs, if you see me try to walk around or something, I can't stand up straight. I got it. That's how it manifests itself now. Outside of that, I have not had what I would consider like acute back problems since I was in college. Okay. And so this was kind of the first that I had felt where it's like, man, this doesn't seem like my normal back issue, Um, which was a little bit concerning to me because when I injured my back the first time, I was out of everything for months. Um, yeah, was I, don't, a big deal. I don't remember how long I was out, but I mean, it was like, I couldn't do anything. This was post-college. This was in high school. Oh, in high school. The first okay. time. So, yeah. So I, <clears throat> I, I fractured my lower vertebrae in two spots playing football. Holy smokes. And, and it was a, it was a good injury. Um, and I was out of, I was out of everything for a while. Um, and then finally got to come back and then I, I sort of dealt with it, it, it maybe like a more severe version of what happens now where if I would do anything that would strain it then I would be kind of laid up for a few days until I could get it worked out and stuff well after I quit wrestling you know as a young man I haven't had anything that probably would have produced anything 
but I haven't had any issues with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, also, like, I don't carry around as much weight as I used to and stuff. There's probably a lot of reasons why it doesn't bother me the same way. Um, but nevertheless, I haven't had what what felt to me like kind of more injury-like than, you know, just general stiffness or whatever. And so I had, you know, kind of in my head, like, God, you know, like, what's the best thing to do here? Do I get better? Is it, do I just kind of keep going and it'll loosen up? Is it a muscle, you know, like I took a weird step and it contracted and it'll loosen up or, you know, do I keep going and it gets worse? Um, And so that was the like back and forth. Yeah. That's tough too, because it's just so weird. It manifested so early because we've done this year already runs a Draper longer than that. Well, so here's what I, here's what I think kind of putting some evidence together. There's something about these trails going up and down that is bothering my back. Um, because McMurtry was like this maybe in around the same time, right? Like would have been in the, you know, 16, 17, 18 mile point as this one. Um, and you're right. I've done a lot of long runs that didn't involve that. And I haven't, haven't even felt the stiffness or anything. It's been a complete non-issue. Um, you know, I didn't feel any of it at the marathon. Um, and so there's something about the trails going up and down that's, that's bothering my lower back. Um, and I'm not, I don't know what it is. I was running behind you when this kind of, this incident happened and it looked very much to me like an awkward step and a painful reaction. And then when I got up to you, which I was, you know, 10 yards behind you, not two or three steps. And I'm right there. When you, you were bent over, when you looked up, your face said, I've hurt myself. And that's, and I, and I, that's what it said to me. Just, I, I've been around you a long time and I've seen your looks and your, you know, when it's tough and I, I've seen all that, but I do think there's a different look when somebody thinks they've hurt themselves. And that's the look that you gave me. And which is probably why when you said go on, I was like, okay, like you take as much time as you need because it looked like you hurt yourself. Yeah. And it, it was yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty impressed you didn't fall because it, it kind of, you're, you vocalized when you took that step. So I know it hurt and I, I'm pretty impressed you didn't hit the ground there. That would have been gnarly, by the way, pretty rocky. Right yeah. there. Um, and so my thoughts, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't see you after that until I finished the, the whole thing. And it when I saw you again, your face was more relaxed and stuff. So I thought, okay, he's feeling better, but it, it looked like an injury to me. Um, not, you know, just normal wear and tear is what I would. Yeah. Well, so it is true that it, it was concerning to me, you know, because it's one, it's my back. And so you don't, you know, back injuries suck. Um, (laughs) And two, I know like back injuries, like put you out. It's, yeah. you know, it's not one of those things that you kind of deal with. Um, and so I was, I was concerned. I'm still actually pretty concerned about it because, so I expected Sunday morning that I wouldn't be able to get out of bed. Okay. So the, in, in previous times when I've done something that's like tweaked my back or the, the first time that I hurt my back. Remember back in the day, I don't even know if this is good advice. Back in the day, if you, if you hurt your back, the advice was to sleep on the floor instead of your bed. Is that like bro science? I think that or? was like, I think my brother Jake is the one who like. That sounds like Jake you know, advice. He founded this theory. Um, and so the first time I hurt my back, I slept on the floor upstairs at mom and dad's house in the attic room. Yeah. And I could not get off the floor. I literally had to call my parents up to get me up off the floor. And that's when we're like, okay, we need to go to the doctor. <laughs> um, Jake's bro science yeah, didn't so work. Yeah, so bro science didn't work. Um, and so anyway, um, you know, it's uh, that's what I 
I was sort of expecting Sunday morning to kind of go, okay, I'm going to roll over and not be able to stand up. Um, and it wasn't like that. Um, Sunday morning, my back was sore in the normal way, in kind of the way it always is after a long run. It should give you a little hope. Then, right? And I was like, almost like okay. a good feeling that your back's sore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. in, in, in a way that made me think, okay, this must be muscle related and not like, you know, structural or whatever. Yeah. Um, which was a little bit of a surprise. Um, and so I think, you know, I'm optimistic about that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm concerned because in McMurtry and their sort of the same thing started happening. And all it does is like decrease my mobility. You know what I mean? Like it, it makes it where, and I was worried about this on that trail. <laughs> this The trail was, I mean, you could definitely trip. I, I would assume most people fell at some point during the run. Um, and it, you know, when, when I get stiff like that, it makes me where I can't move my feet the way I want to and stuff like that. But um but I didn't feel Sunday morning like I expected to, and that, and I mean that in a good way. Um, I expected to be worse. I was fairly like immobile in terms of my back, you know, like I, like it wasn't moving in a smooth way. But it didn't feel like an injury. Um, That's good. Yeah, I would say, you know, um, hindsight may be a good call to call it at that point you know i don't know it's i i think i I know in my head the answer to that is yes okay i also know in my head that i could have kept going um and so you know you always sort of deal with that like i i I let myself off the hook and then watched you know my friends kind of suffer through a brutal day you know where i got to sit over in a lawn chair and you know crew them (laughs) um and so like i there's i feel like guilty about that. Um, but I also, you know, know that I cannot afford to be out. I can't afford to not be able to train. I'm not, I'm not running this week. Um, or at least until I feel like nothing in my back if, or at least close to nothing. Um, but I'm, I'm doing some biking. Um, it actually feels really good to sort of sit with my rounded back. That actually feels really good to me. Um, and so I'm going to do some biking, but you know, I, in my head, I was like, in May, I do not have time to be out for weeks. It can't happen. Um, and so, you know, I let myself off the hook in a, on a rough day. And so it like, you know, you feel like, you feel like it was about that. Um, sure. Yeah. But. But you know, maybe do some like mobility stuff too throughout the week. Yeah. 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 I mean, if it's muscle related, then at least it's not structural, right? So there's got to be some sort of like treatment or therapy we can, you could work on that would hopefully. Because you, I don't remember you ever really battling it much last year. I don't remember it uh, either. Um, I don't remember it either. Yeah, I don't really remember too much of like. You have a lower back. Pain. Here's what I remember. This is when I, so when I, when I go, when I kind of get down and go into like this dark place, here's what, here's where my brain goes. It feels to me like over like the last two years, my body is letting me down for like the first time ever in my life where it's like, why is, why am I not able to do things that I've always been able to do? So you're starting to feel old. That's pretty least. dark. I don't. I don't know if it, I. It doesn't. I don't feel old. It does, yeah. but I feel frustrated that it's like every time I build up something that I'm going to do, the problem I have is some body issue, you know. And yeah. it's like, why is this happening? Why is like why is my body not cooperating with me? Yeah, that's a. I, I'm afraid of that. You know, that's a scary part. I think we're all going to deal with that as we age. And it's kind of like why we did the podcast and why we do and talk about being our age and doing these things is because like eventually 
there'll be a day that you can't. There'll be a day that you, you literally won't be able to do this kind of stuff anymore. And whatever that day is, hopefully it's far, far away. But that's a, like, that's a different chapter in life. Yeah. Point, it's, right? I, yeah. It just, I don't know. It's a, it's a crappy feeling. Um, and the, maybe the most frustrating or disappointing part of it is it's not always the same thing. And so you kind of like, there's this like doubt in my head that's like, wonder what's, wonder what's next. Yeah. You know, like, what yeah. we, you know, <laughs> where's, where's Father Tom going to get yeah. me now? And, right? and it's nothing like, it's never anything that, that you, like, it's never anything specific or like known or like that you can address and know that, okay, I've solved that, you know, like I, I had surgery on my knee and so now I know I don't have that issue. It's nothing like that. It's just like, it's just little things that, you know, it's almost like your body reminding you that you're completely mortal. Hmm. But I mean, so I'm, I, that's where I go when I'm, when it's dark, uh, you know, and I'm like, God, what's, what's next? Um, Do you think the poles, like poles might've helped can like maybe stiffen you up, take a little pressure off the back? Yeah, I mean, I certainly, I can tell you that after it happened, I that would have been a tremendous help just in the way that, like, having to kind of lift my legs or it, it was very bothersome. So, yeah. There was a couple people out there with poles. At that moment, poles would have been incredible. So that's a little, a little light at the end of the tunnel. Then, like, at least, okay, I know I need to have my poles earlier in, because the next race is Leadville, isn't it? I mean, I'm doing no, the, got the marathon, oh, doing the marathon. June, yeah. June. Yeah, so that'll be a good test with poles earlier, right? Yeah. So it sounds like sleep on the floor, <laughs> poles. <laughs> yeah. 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 Problem solved. <laughs> you guys are making me feel really good about my upcoming birthday later this month and turning another year older. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I am impressed, Chief, that you included me in the our age comment. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever age that is, our age, right? (laughs) Uh, Sure. But so how'd your race go, Jeff? Um, it's, it was up and down, I would say. Um, you know, the first loop there was, was wonderful. The, The pace was good. It was nice seeing the new trail. Um, it was nice running with Jared and there was a group of us. And so everybody was, pretty chatty and so it kind of passed pretty good was, was block a with you no no um there was what 10 people in the group we were in like give or take yeah six I mean, or eight we, yeah we would kind of go in and out sometimes yeah. of, of different groups but yeah and so it's i don't i don't remember really but he wasn't no block a and no. probably with matt in a different group maybe matt um no none of them were together were they okay mm-hmm. None of them were together. And so it's, uh, I, I enjoyed that. The, um, second loop when we started that first, that first four miles, I really enjoyed That's That's my kind of trail running, which is like a road really. And it's dirt, it's, you know, packed dirt. So it's soft and it was shaded and you kind of run along this little, um, like there's rocks on one side, there's a Creek on the other, like, that's my ideal trail running. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the incident with Jared happened and the rest of the second lap, I was on my own and it got started to get hot. The sun started poking out and it was like, okay, like this is fine. And so I finished the marathon, the second lap, <clears throat> which is 26 miles in. And I actually felt pretty good. I, I struggled at mile 23 or 24 during the marathon. And at this one, I didn't feel that. Um, and then the start of the third lap, I struggled on the third lap. I actually, um, put AirPods in on the third lap and I was able to run all of the runnable sections and then hike most of the rocky ones. 
and surprisingly got to 39 miles better than I thought for how I was feeling. Um, I took some time in between the second and third lap at the start finish and I did about 400 calories and a couple, um, a couple of 500 mil um, electrolyte water drinks. I think that really paid off for me into the third lap um, because I started feeling good. I was able to eat at the aid station. And so I did some peanut butter and jelly and they had pickle spears. And I did two of those each time I hit that and a half of peanut butter and jelly. And I felt like physically better than I did on the second lap. Uh, because on the, on the first and second lap, I was doing goos and it, as the heat started creeping up, those goos do not mm. sit well with me. And I'm just, it's like good, 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 good. And then the second I I'm like, I'm done with those. I cannot stomach another one of those. And so I was happy to be able to transition to some real food. And I think that helped my performance on the third lap. I started getting painful. Um, just just sore really and that that's always a mental struggle for me because it makes me feel old mm -hmm. um because i don't know i you know i don't talk to anybody about it and i always look around and wonder oh well they don't look like they're sore they're not moving like <laughs> i always wonder if, if everybody else is feeling that and honestly i knew jared had dropped at that time um and i wasn't sure how far brad was because he he was with us and i I tend to fall on the side of, well, I, I don't want to still be out here and make everybody else stay. If everybody else is done and kind of ready to be done, then I, I would gladly like forego if it's not that big a, an accomplishment to get to the result of the end. If it means everybody else is waiting on me, there's something about my personality that doesn't do that well. Um, and I, I, I won't ever forget it because when I showed up at the start finish at 39 miles with one lap to go, that's how I approached that area. And Jared, I wasn't even to my chair yet. And he's like, okay, get that pack off. We got to get you in and out of here. And I was just, I was almost like stunned. Like, we're not done. Like, you guys aren't ready to go. And, and it, it, you never, you probably don't even realize this you never offered that as an option because I, I was ready to take that. Yeah, no, I, I knew you would be, we had, you know, after the second lap, mm -hmm. you had said, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do this next lap and then we'll kind of see where we're at. Yeah. And, um, and you did it in a way that like, you know, whether I do the last lap or not, I don't know yet. And so I had already planned when you come in here, we're just going to, act like you're doing the next lap and get you out of here so that there's not a decision point of do I do it or not. Um, and that's how it felt. Yeah. And so that was, that was very intentional. And it, it, it honestly, it was very intentional because the amount of people dropping was pretty insane. It, it was, the conditions were hot, man. It was, and we're all look, everyone there's used to hot. Mm -hmm. Um, now I would say it is when it gets hot early and it's so humid, it is, you're not really ready for it. Even us, we're not ready for it. We haven't had a lot of days like that. We haven't had any hot runs yet. And so this is like the first hot run and you, you know, it's a 50 mile run. <laughs> and so, um, I, I think that it was a, it was a shock to a lot of people's system. Um, but it was, I, I was planning for when you come in, I'm going to, you're going to go back out. And my thought was, you you need to do the last lap. You'll be, you will be disappointed that you didn't do it if we don't. As much as I wanted to go home, I've been sitting there for like a while. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, I really had, and so I I didn't necessarily want to um, stay till. I mean, we, we didn't leave that park till 10 o'clock. Probably we got, we got home at one thirty or something. In the morning. Wow. Uh, and we left that morning at two thirty. Yeah. So it was a long day. Jeez. Um, but, but anyway, I was planning on just kind of very matter of factly, what do you need getting you back out there? Yeah. That's, that's how it felt. That's twin lakes right there. 
Yeah, it's right? you know I I I changed socks and shoes, and um, I did the same. I did the same calorie, my hammer perpetuum, and the same liquid that I did on lap two. And honestly, it worked again on the last lap. That that little reset for me is big. Um, I went out on the last lap with Blake. Uh, he was battling some blisters bad. Yeah, he sent me a photo. It was pretty incredible. Um, <laughs> that one on the back of his heel. He, wow. Yeah, that was nasty. So I, it, it's, it slowed him. We worked really, really hard to try to hike sub 20 minute miles and we did it and he's a tough dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to the point where it was like, I want to say maybe three, maybe between the second and third lap where I think it was slowing his pace enough that it was kind of like a, you, you go and I'm, I'm going to suffer through the rest of this. And I was able to finish that last lap and I surprisingly I felt pretty good on lap three and four. And I think it was because I did a better job on my nutrition and my, um, hydration and handling the amount of sweat that was coming out. I had Hulk hands. Oh yeah. Um, Oh man, you should have seen some of the people and how swollen their hands were. Yeah, that's the worst part. I don't think a lot of people know about that when you get into <laughs> far distances, how much your hands swell. Yeah. And you get those sausage fingers, you lose all dexterity. Yeah. You can't yeah. hardly do anything with them, you know? Well, it was. So I, my, my air, AirPods, um, crapped out on me for lap four. So I, I did the last lap with Blake with nothing on and, it was honestly an enjoyable suffering experience and I'm glad, I'm glad that we did it. Um, you know, it ended up being like 52 and change on my watch. Um, I spent almost all of the time outside of like six minutes in zones one, two, and three, which is absolutely wonderful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, probably why I was able to go the next day to baseball tournament and then to work yesterday. Um, so I, I think it was a successful run, but, um, it was a tough day. So both of you had two different races. Um, how, how does this make you feel coming into August? Do you have more, um, encouragement more confidence or you know there's things you need to work on or do you still feel good about where you're at and your training plan and like things are going to go well for august are we all in like a good place yeah i mean uh, yes i'm i'm in an okay place um i'm you know i feel the urgency um i definitely feel the urgency um I'm looking forward to the Leadville Marathon to get back in that place, the to, headspace, you, you know, yeah. and and kind of um, really see that environment again because I know it'll be kind of a, a really you know motivating thing. Um, but yeah, I I feel a lot of urgency. Um, I you know I feel a lot of disappointment and just kind of the things that I didn't expect I would have to think about or deal with that I'm dealing with. And it almost feels like, again, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's, there's this, I don't know. There's a, there's a, a nagging feeling of, you know, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just not meant to do this kind of crap, but that's where, you know, that's, where my head goes um, See, when, I, when I'm feeling weak. To be honest with you, I disagree with you, though, that for the fact it's like... you got some dark thoughts, dude. I know, man. You're like... <laughs> like I'm glad we opened that Pandora's <laughs> box, you know? I'm going to need a therapy session. <laughs> I disagree with you, man. I, I, you know, the, the, to have that mindset, I don't, I don't think it was right because you are a freaking really tough dude. And like, like Steve Prefontaine said, one of the famous American runners... It's not how fast you run; it's how much pain you could endure, right? And so, to say that, I don't, I don't think is right. I think you're super tough. You had a tough day; it wasn't what you wanted. But I would rather have a tough day now and a great day in August. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, it's all about that perspective. You just have. To, I think, I think you're fine. I really do. And 
things don't go well on purpose sometimes, you know? It all works out for the better, better fit of the individual and the future. It all happens for a reason. So um, you're definitely cut out for it, you know? I, I definitely think so. Man, I would, I would piggyback on what Chief said. I would say, um, as it turns out, your decision-making is on point even when there's a tough day because this is not a race. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're pointing towards like the race of your life. So you, you can't waste time messing it up in May. Yeah. And so I, I, you, 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 you're, you're being hard on yourself, but I'm, I'm well, going to tell because... you from the outside, it's like, dude, you're right on here. Like you can't afford to put yourself in the grave now because yeah. we got a day coming up where you will be able to do that. I know that's, I know that's right. Like, and I, and I genuinely know that's right. But like prior to now, <laughs> I've always considered the people that make that decision just weak. You know what I mean? I've, I, I've always I, thought, yes, sure. well, yeah, okay, you can say that, but really you're just bitching out. And so that's, you know, that that's the, I, I feel some of that, honestly. Um, and, and I know it's not true. And, and I will say that I, I knew, like, look, whether I finish, in some ways it helped that I've done fifties before. And so there wasn't this, I've got to finish this. I've got it because in my head, I knew like, of course I can do 50 miles. I'm not, I don't have to decide or prove that today. And so there was some comfort in that, but you know, I mean, honestly, if I would have heard anybody prior to Saturday say, well, you know, I've got, I've got something bigger that I'm trying to do and I don't want to mess that up now. I'd be like, well, yeah, that's what a bitch would say. That's what I would have thought in my head when I heard that. Way to which, go, cop out, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know? so, no, I agree with you, man. I, I keep calling so, out because I have the same mentality. Uh, I, I do. I would think the same way. Like, okay, cool, but you didn't do it, right? Like, yeah. you, like you could talk all you want, like, you didn't, you didn't run the 50. Like, what do you want to say? Like, your performance wasn't there, but, uh, like I would, I would be just as hard on myself a hundred percent. And, but there's something to say. That's why you will be successful is because you are hard on yourself to say, well, Oh, you know, just better luck next time. You know, you don't have that mentality. You have a mentality of, I didn't do what I wanted to do and I'm going to go and fix it and I'm going to succeed. I'm going to finish that race. I'm going to reach my goals. And so, um, you having that mentality, you'd be fine. Yeah. Well, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I will be there to see you through. I've got, I, I, yeah, (laughs) I've got, I've got more, um, I have like less doubt in my, like feeling that I can finish Leadville. I have less doubt about that this year than I had last year. I have more doubt in that, like, it's, you just said this, Chief. You said, you know, I know you're a tough guy. And my, my immediate thought was, well, I was at one point in my life. <laughs> Am I still? You know what I mean? Because, yeah. you know, the last two years, you know, I've had a lot of failures in stuff. Like, in, in, in the big stuff. You know, and normally, I don't fail on the big stuff. It's like when I'm going to do it, I, that's, that's the goal. And I do it in the last two years, man, in, in, in taking on this Leadville journey, I've had a lot of failures on the big stuff. And so, you know, my reaction to like, when, when you say that is like, well, I know I was at one point, am I still, um, because, you know, there's been a lot of times to prove that right or wrong and it's not gone in my favor, (laughs) And so, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's why we do what we do though. Right. It is. I, you know, what's weird. Uh, so I put a, I put a thought of the week, um, on my board at work, um, that I, that I get from books or whatever. And I took one out of the tribe of mentors. Um, I just moved to offices, um, within my current space cause we hired a new lawyer. And so I moved offices and so I changed my thought of the week and, the thought of the week that I wrote up there was the guy who founded Spotify. 
And it was, um, if you dare, you're already further ahead than 99% of other people. And I wrote that on there last week. And then, you know, like Sunday night when I was kind of feeling like, God, I, I did it again. You know, I, I went out to do something. I couldn't do it. Um, that sort of thought came back and I was like, okay, I'm glad I happened to write that on my board last week. Um, because you're right. It's why, like, it's why we do this stuff, right. To see where we fail at. Um, and then to try to move that bar. But I wish it was just happening less often. Yeah. You know, I wish it was harder to find my failure point right now. It's pretty easy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you can, when you continuously push the bar, you continuously doing hard things, you know, you're always going to, that goalpost moves around all the time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the, yeah, you're, you're, a lot of people aren't doing what we do. Right. So, I mean, I think it's pretty easy to, to say that, you know, sometimes things just don't go well, but I, I I'm looking forward to the next few months. Yeah, so. I am too. Yeah. I feel, um, good. I mean, I was honest, like, I don't, I still don't feel super great where I'm at training wise, you know, in my training plan for, for the race for me in October one, but you know, I'll get there. Um, it's a slow journey, but I kind of feel, um, similar to how I've been feeling all winter and all spring. And it's, it's like building to a crescendo and I can't, uh, control it. Leadville messed with me last year. Like, messed with my mind it messed with where i think i am what i think i can do you know it it just messed with me in all kinds of ways well it turns out that helps me a lot um because it had been a while uh since i had put myself into a position to not get the job done and i i evidently really needed that um because now I'm not afraid to get in that position again. And I'm much more willing to stand in and just deal with it. And so I just couldn't be more appreciative of the two year ago decision to do Leadville and then failing last year. I think it will still, I still feel like it will be one of the turning points in my life for how I tackle everything. Um, and I kind of feel like, Saturday kind of showed that again, like I'm, I'm in that thinking, I feel okay here. I get through the part where I typically struggle and I want to quit and all the excuses and I get to the other side and I think it's uncomfortable, but I'm okay being here. And I know tomorrow's going to be really tough, uh, because my body is going to remind me that I'm turning 47, but I'm okay being here. And I'm, I'm excited about the summer. I'm excited about the run camp in June. I'm excited about our training in the heat because I need that approach in my life. Like, uh, you know, I'm not sure those around me appreciate the, the way that I'm approaching things. I tend to be, um, a lot less, understanding and a lot more, um, just on my own path. And I'll be curious to see how I can marry those as I continue to get older. But I really like the approach of, I think I'm just going to get after this. And I, I, that for whatever reason, I've been missing that. And it reminds me of years in the past when I would tackle something that I wanted to do just as narrowly focused as I could get it. And I'm, I miss that. And I'm excited about that. Yeah. Well, you said it well. So I think that just all this stuff is always exciting. I think that's, it's what I like about it the most is like, there's always something that's kind of keeping you going and making you get out of bed on those Saturday mornings and going for those runs with you guys. And I, I need, I need to have something challenging every year. I really believe that you have to do something challenging once a year at minimum, something, something outside. I won't use my coin term here, but outside your <laughs> comfort zone, zone. you got to hit that uncomfortability zone, you know, 
outside your comfort zone. You need to do something that kind of resets your clock, resets you, and and keeps you going. And and I don't know. I just need something, something different than the normal everyday grind, soccer per- tournaments and school and you know choir, whatever you're doing for your, in your life with the kids and stuff. I think we need something outside the normal. So these things keep me going. But you guys have anything else you want to say about? The Outlaw series, I thought they, I thought the look, the venue looked nice. I thought they did a good job. It was like, a great race. Yeah. The, the great race, eight stations, wonderful. Yeah, the uh, I'm I'm a fan of the Outlaw series. Me too. I liked that too. race actually better than McMurtry. When I was there, I really liked the setup. From what I saw, I thought it looked pretty nice. It's a good place to take on a fifty if it's your first time because you do get that aid station every couple miles. Yeah, and that could be a real help knowing that you're not far away. Um, you know, so like when you run into an issue, if you know that you're close, um, I, I would, I would say if anybody's looking at taking on a 50, um, for the first time, that might be one that you should consider. It's not easy by any stretch. I said before the podcast, I mean, under the conditions last Saturday, it, not that I would have personal experience, but it seemed to me that that would have been a tougher 50 to complete than the Coyote run that we did in Texas last year, primarily because of the temperature and humidity aspect that we just didn't have to deal with then. Um, and so I, I think not easy by any stretch, but it would be a good one because of how close the aid stations are. And they do a great job with their aid stations. Wonderful. Yeah. Good food and stuff at the end again. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nice. Well, yeah, that's uh, I'm a fan of the Outlaw series. Me too. Part two. Yeah. 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 I, I, I told you guys I want to do an aid station table at the Thunderbird. It's Outlaw series. Um, I think it'd be fun. That's in November. It's in November. Yeah. 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 yeah that'd be, be super fun. That'd be real fun. It's the weekend after my Ironman, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to run it, um, anyway. And yeah. so, um, be a good time to volunteer sounds good yeah yeah we'll get with them then well i uh you can find me at savage navy chief jeff boyer 75 iron man lawyer three okay runners on instagram and then three okay runners at gmail.com we see your comments coming in we really appreciate it we're reaching back out to you if we haven't continue to comment we'll, we'll catch up with you we'll reach out to you we'll get something going so again appreciate you tuning in we'll see you next time